It was weird. Like, she looked like Don Shula, my sixth grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, one day she actually, like, told this story where she, like, had met him. Like, it was the weirdest fucking thing. She, like, told... I already thought, hey, she looks like Don Shula. And a few weeks later, she's like, my husband and I met Don Shula once. I'm like, my mind was fucking blown. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Was it like looking into a mirror? (laughs) I am Jeff. They call me Bruce. Guinea John's the name. Laying down cynical wisdom's the game. And it is time to buckle up, because you are taking the cynic route. From Baltimore all the way to Sheboygan. <laughs> We're doing some boinking. So I'm Jeff. They call me Bruce. Guinea John's the name. Laying down cynical wisdom's the game. It's time to buckle in because you are taking the scenic route. Scenic route. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jeff. They call me Bruce. Guinea John coming at you. <laughs> Not Anya, at you. So, duck. <laughs> we got pessimistic minds and optimistic hearts. If you're easily offended, then it's time that you depart. A bunch of dicks from Baltimore trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and what this life's about. Taking the cynic route. On this episode, we take an Australian slang quiz. We watch an exorcism video. We talk about competitive eating. We somehow connect 9-11 to the New England Patriots. And Guinea John gives his opinion of historical assassinations. So, enjoy Taking the Cynic Route. America? You look like you need a holiday, a fair income holiday. In the land of wonder, the land down under. Now, there's a few things I've got to warn you about. Firstly, you're going to get wet. Because the place is surrounded by water. Oh, and you're going to have to learn to say good day. Because every day is a good day in Australia. So you, you guys you guys ready for a quiz? Sure. Lay it down, man. Lay it down. How do you feel about Australian slang? All right. So so you think you'll be able to uh Absolutely not. I know nothing about it at all. These will be all blind guesses. So all right. well, here's, go for it. Here's how here's how this week's quiz is gonna go. This is based on a BuzzFeed article by Alex Kasprak and Jenna Goulame. You sure that's not Guillaume, like Robert Guillaume? I don't know, man. Well, I look like a scientist. <laughs> it's not Goulet, like Robert Goulet. Can you guess if these Aussie slang terms are about sex? So, it's a quiz. I'm going to read the term, Australian slang term, and we have to guess whether it's filthy sex slang or innocent. Okay. You guys ready? Ready. First term Chuck a sicky. I'm going to say no to that. Jeffro? Chuck a sicky. I'm going to say throw a boomerang. Okay. What is that? A boomerang. Oh, you're trying to, you're guessing oh, I'm not sorry. only that it's not, but what it actually is. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I like hawk a loogie. That's my guess. I was thinking like throw up. 
Okay. All right. So Chuck is sicky. So so we're all going innocent slang. Cause none of that's about sex. Jesus Christ, are you okay over there? Can you control yourself for a minute? Yeah, push it in harder. So what's the <laughs> verdict there? Verdict. Paul Newman. Yes, it is innocent slang. For to chuck a sicky is to fake being sick to get out of work or school. All uh, right. So we Ferris Bueller are one for one. Next up, cobber. C O B B E R. Cobber. I'm gonna go yes on that one for like anal entry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. My mind's getting filthy with that one, too. A cobber. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a cop. Hmm. So I think, you, I'm thinking it's a whore. So you guys are, <laughs> so you guys are both going filthy. I'm, I'm going innocent. And the truth is wrong. It is innocent. A cobber is a friend. Ah, all righty. So. One and one. Averages here. One and one. It's going to be filthy next. Next up, crack a fat. Now, if these are all innocent and it's some joke, I'm going to be annoyed. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> if these are all innocent. I don't know, man. I don't know the answers. T- tell us the next one one more time. Crack a fat. To me, it sounds like you're you're opening a beer or or smoking a cigarette. Oh, opening a beer is a good guess. Because they have those big fat oil cans, those foster mm-hmm. cans. I, yeah. I'm going to say innocent, opening a beer. Okay, we're going innocent, opening a beer. <laughs> Wrong. To crack a fat is to get an erection. Damn it. That was my first instinct. <laughs> and that, that, you know, that makes perfect sense, too. I might have to start using that in my own uh, my own erectile activities. <laughs> That's dysfunctional, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Franger. Ah. Uh, God damn it. These are way harder than I anticipated. <laughs> I knew they would. I wouldn't have a clue about these. I mean, Franger. A Franger. I feel like it's a, uh, I feel like it's it's it kind of like a dingleberry. That's what I'm that's feeling. That's a good guess. That's what I'm feeling a is. Um, is. I'm going to guess like when you're taking a dump and you got like a hanger on that doesn't want to, doesn't want to detach. It like hangs and swings. Right. A Franger. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not even gonna guess. I'm just gonna say it's dirty. <laughs> Moment of truth. Sure. A franger is a condom. Ah, oh. never really guessed that either. Well, I, I had the shape right at least. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> All right. Next up, give her the flick. Oh, it's got to be dirty. Got to be filthy. It's got to be you know. Or it could just. I mean, it could be a middle finger. Flicking that bean like Mean Joe Green. There you right. go. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling. It that. could just mean stand her up and not show up for a date. I'm totally. It could mean a lot of things. Give her the bone. It could mean digit blasting. <laughs> I'm gonna go digit blasting. All right, I'm I'm going giving her the bone. <laughs> <laughs> giving someone the flick just means to get rid of that person. Ah, okay, yeah. Like that. My one of the first things I said was like right. blow her off. Not, no. Gobby. G-O-B-B-Y. Now, that to me is a loogie. That to me is a hummer. That she, to me is a wad. She gave me a gobby. All right. It is indeed a filthy sex slang. A gobby is a blowjob. Nice. Hooray. <laughs> now, this one, if this, we should all know what this is, because is I think this one has transcended borders. 
hopefully, unless it has a different meaning down there. Get your knob polished. That's the same as agabi, sounds like. I would think. I had nothing else. Correct. This is also slang for a blowjob. Mapatassi. Mapatassi. Is that all one word? M-A-P-P-A space T-A-S-S-I-E. Wow, man. Wow. Sounds like an Algonquin River. <laughs> yeah, shit. Sounds like uh, Tallahassee. It's uh, <laughs> coming out really wrong. I, I can't even remotely think of what this has to do, but for some reason I just think it has something to do with boobs. I'm going to say innocent. I'm going to say uh, catch a kangaroo. <laughs> I like it. Nothing. I this nothing. is a euphemism for vagina. Wow. Mapatassi. We got a new one, fellas. Work that into a goddamn song. <laughs> wow. Mapatassi, Tallahassee. There you go. We, we I've been it. uncouth in Duluth. I banged it. your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song, man. <laughs> we got all the makings. Uh, this one, if this doesn't mean what we think it means, then... and Tallahassee. Then something's going on down under. Nut out. Nut out. Obviously, we think we know what it means. I'm going to guess it means, like, freak out. I'm going to say I it's like innocent. that guess. Nut out. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. So, I mean, are we thinking blowing load, or are we thinking... Nut out. It, I, maybe, uh, literally, you have a nut out. <laughs> like, <laughs> streaking. Out. Right, like, just you're, you're just hanging out of your right, shorts. Like, your shorts are a little too short. Yeah. And, right, things shift a little, and next thing you know... Or just, it could just mean naked, you know? Uh, to nut out means to figure or work something out. Innocent. I see. Use your nut. Use your noggin. On the piss. Drunk. That's my guess for that. Yes. Yeah, yes. solid. I'm pretty solid sure they guess. refer to people as pissed. Uh, it is indeed innocent. On the piss means to go out drinking. Yes. Give me that ding. <laughs> 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 Pash. What? P-A-S-H. Pash. Um, I'm thinking it means bum. It's your butt. Pash. Oh, that kind of bum. Yeah, not like a homeless uh, aboriginal man. Uh, pash. Pash, pash, pash. I'm going to pash on that one. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> the old pash mirror. Uh, a pash is a French kiss. Oh. So there you go. More coffee, Mr. Pashmi. <laughs> pash. Next one up. Bust a plugger. Bust a plugger. Take a shit. It's got to be. Right? Sounds really good. Yeah. I bust a plug. Or it could mean to have relations with somebody of... Uh, Larger girth. What the fuck? Pop we, the cork. Are we are dead wrong. Uh, this just means to break a thong, but not so fast. A thong, in this case, is a flip-flop. Ah. So bust a plugger is to break, break a flip-flop. Your flip-flop. Mm. I've done that. With all, the, with, with all the poisonous snakes in Australia and spiders and weird shit. I don't know if I'd be wearing flip-flops anywhere. 
This is a good point. I feel like I'd be walking around in a hazmat suit. I kind of just don't believe in flip-flops. <laughs> There's also that. Porky. Slang term, porky. Fat chick. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going, too. Yeah. Yeah, or a food item. Incorrect. A porky is a lie. Oh. It's to tell a porky. Oh. Damn. There's some weird shit going on in Australia. Root. It's got to mean to bang, right? You're rooting. Root. Yeah, root. Uh, could mean uh, conolingus, too. Or <laughs> or your dick. <laughs> the old dick root. All right, let's, let's go filthy sex slang. Correct. Root equals fuck. All right. So, yep, I was on. Got it. Spit the dummy. Jesus Christ. Jack off. I'm thinking it means to, like, cook a pig. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spit the dummy. I want to say it's to cook a koala bear. (laughs) I hope you're right. Uh, To spit the dummy means to lose your temper. Uh Aha. Final one. I'm pretty sure I know what this means. Risty. Hand job. Gotta be. I like or, that. or jacking off. She gave me the old Risty. <laughs> Moment of truth. A Risty is a hand job. All right. Ooh. Good. Good finish. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> so that is, we got 10 out of 15, or 10 out of 16 right. We are a slangologist. You're probably not Australian. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, I am impressed with 10 out of 16. We did, we did better than I thought we would. I mean, Grant, we didn't know what they were, but we knew whether they were dirty or not. Yeah. It's a solid list. Not a bad average. Excellent. Obviously, we know more about uh, fucking Australian slang than, than Cesar Chavez. <laughs> yeah. And they're our neighbors. How does that make you feel? So the only Australian culture I know is Crocodile Dundee, Finding Nemo, Stephen Irwin. Stephen Irwin, correct. Yeah, they're um, on the Great Barrier Reef. Well, uh, they start there, I guess. Yeah, and then there's scenes in Sydney in a dentist's office and shit like that. I heard, heard that whole thing was dead now. It's on its way if Did it's not that? dead. Oh, you mean the Great Barrier Reef? I thought yeah. you were talking about Finding Nemo. Like, no. what? The, great- <laughs> the franchise is dead. Yeah, it's dead. Finding, Nor- Finding Dory was... I don't know. It was a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like either it, it's definitely <laughs> like on the, on the downfall if it's not already gone. It's from suntan lotion or some shit like that. Really, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's all when it turns dead, it turns white apparently, and it's like pretty much all white now. Wow! And it's from tourists wearing suntan lotion. Well, that's a goddamn shame. Yeah. Yeah. Another way we can just fuck our planet up. Shit. Yeah, it blows your mind, doesn't it? Indeed. I think I heard that because on Rogan. Doesn't, don't Powerful. you think suntan lotion would float on the surface? Or is it like, doesn't oil and shit like that float? Well, that might have something to do with it. It didn't allow maybe oh, sunlight to get through. Yeah, it could be, yeah. And it fucking killed it. That could do That could do it too, yeah. Whoa. It worked. It just got off all those... Greased up. See, I don't use skin. I don't use suntan lotion. I mean, I don't know. I just, I like to, I like to try to get a tan, and I don't know, like, you like to bake like that Sicilian pizza. My people are from the Mediterranean. Like they, you know, they didn't spend their fucking lives 
putting on lotion. They went outside. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, <laughs> Guinea John likes to bask in the sun and pick tomatoes. <laughs> Them sun tried tomatoes, eh? I have some videos we can go over. We could we could listen to the news. You are fake news. Alternative facts. Alternative facts are not facts. You are fake news. Fake news. You 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 are fake news. Alternative facts. Alternative facts are not facts. What's your first name? Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Do you have children? Eight children, ten grandchildren. Oh, ten grandchildren. <laughs> So I saw this video today. I want you to say in the name of Jesus. But I couldn't stop laughing. I break every curse. I break every curse. Let's open the door to demons. Let's open the door to demons. Curse is broken. That curse is broken. <laughs> Just the editing. All right, so the, there's this there's this exorcism going on by someone named Bob Larson, quote unquote, and this fat bitch is just acting crazy as shit, and it keeps cutting between her with this like <laughs> semi opaque flames in the foreground, and then her and it cuts to her husband who just has this look like, what the fuck did I get myself into, and here, oh, it's, it's so good. Okay, so this video, thanks Vic Berger for putting this up there, but that shit was totally legit. <laughs> that that's kind of my point. That's what I want to talk about. Who the fuck still believes in this shit? <laughs> or or would believe or would believe put that, that on? Right. right. Whether yeah, whether or not you believe in demons or that specific one was precious. <laughs> What's I, going on there? I and, think it's just people whose lives are so empty and boring that they need to find something to to put in in the empty hole in their life. Let's do it. And that's, I bet you could. Give that's her what she. That's what she came up with. You know, right. like I'm sure you could find a few different ways to fill her empty hole. <laughs> <laughs> you fill her up. Get yourself a new mission. <clears throat> but I give her points for you know for acting. You know she did a she did a good job. What are you doing here? Like oh she, yeah, did she do a good job? Well, is, that, is that what you? I mean, she she gave it her best shot there. She could have used a little more profanity. She's a regular Pacino. She's the Meryl Streep of exorcisms. 
Oh, Christ. Linda Blair, eat your heart out. How yeah. fucked up did you... And I just felt bad for her husband. He's just... You just was see that... that was, so the dude was the husband? I'm assuming. I could just tell by the look on his face, but maybe not. Maybe he was just an innocent bystander. I mean, it looked like he was going to bust out laughing a couple times. Right. right. Like, he couldn't even buy it. Right. <laughs> like, the, like, does she think she's convincing anybody? The worst part is that they're just taking advantage of people because right after that, he's going to walk around with a plate right. and say, praise Jesus for yep. exercising this demon. And the more you pay, the more he'll pay attention. You know, like, mm-hmm. it just, it just, yeah. it saddens me <laughs> that that's the thing. Old Bobby Larson. Good old Bobby Larson. Makes me want to listen to uh, Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper. <laughs> if y'all don't know who that is, you should no Google idea. it. You're in for a real treat. We'll leave that to our listeners. To Michael Cleveland and Flamekeeper. Take my word for it. You won't be disappointed. Um, so what was that, that other thing um, that you had posted about competitive eating, I think it was? Yeah, let me find it here. Yeah. So we have a woman here. Attention, Big Texas. We got Molly Scholar all the way from Bellevue, Nevada. Now she's fixing to try our 72 ounce steak, but she's fixing to try two 72 ounce steaks. God, she is killing that thing. She has nine ounce or nine pounds of meat. Bet she does. This bitch is devouring a cow. Clearly, she's just like swallowing chunks, like without she, doing very much chewing. She's almost like, feral. I mean, she's grabbing it by the hands. No, no utensils. No nothing. She's not a big girl either. Just chewing it. She doesn't. I mean, Jesus Christ. Just demolishing five pounds of meat in one sitting. And I think she does the whole meal. All that shit she just said. I think she does it in 15 minutes. I'm pretty sure. She killed a whole steak. In five minutes. Holy hell. Now, this is enough food. To feed 10 people easily. How can you fit that much steak in your body? God, her shit is going to be terrible. Right. She's going to fuck. She's going to shit out an eggplant. So so what do you get? Do you just like a free meal? I don't know. Maybe just bragging rights. She starts to struggle with the second meal. She's about 10 minutes in. Drinking some water. Force it down. Holy shit. Yeah, if you guys want to see this, it's uh, it's off the Daily Mail. Competitive eater devours two massive meals in 15 minutes. It's like John Candy from the Great Outdoors. What an athlete. Oh, thanks, Daily Mail. Damn. What an athlete. 
So what do you guys think about that? Well, America for you, right? But can she cook? <laughs> oh, man. That's America for you, right? We got probably people stone throw from where she was sitting outside that fucking front door of that restaurant. People are starving and all that. And America has pioneered the eating contest, right? So she, in 2014, broke the 72-ounce steak eating uh, world record. She ate an entire 72-ounce steak in 2 minutes, 44 seconds. That's ridiculous. The prior record at that restaurant was 12 minutes, 53 seconds. Prior world record was 6 minutes, 38 seconds. So she beat the world record by almost 4 minutes. She's got a Wikipedia page, and Bruce is reading from a huge paragraph that has got the heading career. <laughs> <laughs> she is breaking records left and right. She won the Wing Bowl 22 in Philly, ate 363 wings, a Wing Bowl record. 363 wings. The next day, she won the That's IHOP. That's subjective to me because if, if I picked up some of those wings, there's probably going to be a lot of good meat left on it. You know, uh, whatever. Like it's some awesome. people, people have different definitions of what it means to eat a wing. I'm pretty sure if there's competitions, though, they they have a ref right. and they're checking yeah. for cleanliness on that bone. So what's even hey, fucking crazier is that the very next day she won the IHOP pancake bowl <laughs> and the baking eat, eat, baking <laughs> eating contest at the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival in Jesus Des Moines. Christ, enjoy eating, your diabetes by content. eating five pounds of bacon in three minutes. God damn. She's probably got one of those toilets like an idiocracy that are built into the couch. You so, know, she's just like shitting while she, she's got to make room somehow. So a year later, at Wing Bowl 23, she ate 440 wings in 26 minutes. But she was actually beaten by Chicago's Patrick Bertoletti, who won, a, who won with a uh, record of 444 wings. Jesus. Like, that's insane. Is there anything on there about, like, her income or what? Does she make money doing this shit? I'm sure she does. Uh, apparently, she's married with four children. But, yeah, she's a sponsor. Of course she is. Yeah, I mean, I imagine she has to be sponsored. I kind of want to see a documentary about her and that re- goes ha- into her dumps. I have a. <laughs> I really, I'm interested in her bathroom. I have a documentary about Crazy Lakes Conti, another competitive eater. It's actually pretty interesting. But yeah, it's uh yeah. See, I I don't get that because if I overeat even a little bit, like my heart starts pounding and I feel like I'm, you know, it's like really unhealthy to fucking overeat. It's just like unhealthy. And that's just and that's you overeating like a normal person overeating. Right. That chick just put down 9 pounds of meat and like I'm I 10 pounds, right? I can't fathom. Yeah. That amount of food. And I really genuinely want to know what her dumps are like. Like, that's got to be atrocious. And if some of that meat stays up in there a while. I learned that from... I bet you did. Um, Buffalo Soldier with Joaquin Phoenix or something. See, you I ever heard, see that movie? I heard that's a myth. No. But I totally heard uh, that you learned that some meat stays up in you. <laughs> there was some scene in that movie where, like... He knows he's going to be subjected to some chemical airborne toxin, so he eats a lot of meat. No, there's some sort. No, I might. I think I'm getting it wrong. He knows that the meat, the way that it affects his digestion and his like circulation system or whatever, is going to like 
make him immune while everybody around him are going to it's going to affect them but not him because he's eaten all this meat that's all i remember so she is 5 foot 7 and weighs 125 pounds yep 125 pounds that's nuts, man. I mean, I think your your esophagus and your stomach, it's just like a, a, a tunnel. It's just a transit system. It's just like you're just like moving freight through a network, through an open space, in one end, out the other, like whatever. Like I don't think it matters how big you are if you choose to do that. No, it's, it, they say like the biggest thing is stretching your stomach. So like drinking large quantities of water and basically okay. – expanding the elasticity of your stomach. Okay. So that way you can just shovel more shit in there. I'm uh, telling you. So apparently... It's got to have some kind of effect. For her first place finish at the Wing Bowl 22, she earned $22,000. Mm. I take back everything I said, and I kind of <laughs> want in now. <laughs> Twenty-two grand to eat 400 wings in a half hour. I wonder if she had to pay for the wings, or would they provide it? I so probably had to pay an entry a, fee. No, I mean if you're in a, you they're have to giving qualify. you twenty two thousand dollars. I'm sure they're they're <laughs> tagging the wings on the tab. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, you know all these food things definitely have sponsors and everything. It's all publicity, man. You get hmm. you get tens of people out to watch them. <laughs> Sponsored by Preparation H and Pepto Bismol, <laughs> pretty much. Preparations A through G have failed. Should we do it? Should we train? Should we see if there's any competitive eating uh, contests coming up in Baltimore? Now, what are some different types of foods? I, I, steak, wings, hot dogs is the common. Everything you can fucking think of, including like sticks of butter. Ah, oh. weird shit. It's fucking. There's yeah, it's not for me. Not for me either. I mean, I do enjoy eating, and I I do. You know, overeat at times, and I'm addicted to sugar like every good American. Um, but, yeah, I don't like myself after I've overeaten. You know, I'm like, wh- why is it that we it, this has become a thing with some people in these these communities of e- eating contest people? Guinea Johnny to Snickers and it's the crying game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a there's a there's a wing eating competition. Uh, there's tamale eating contest in California, jalapeno eating contest, uh, Florida State chicken wing eating contest, uh, uh, wing stock 2018, another wing eating contest in Indiana, scotch bonnet pepper eating contest, hot dog eating competition, uh, hot as fuck spicy wing eating competition, uh, <laughs> Carolina Reaper hot tamale eating contest. Ah. Uh. Uh, that one's in Missouri. Jesus. No, fuck that. King, King of Wings eating contest, pizza eating contest, chicken wing eating contest, hot dog eating contest. All on chi- the 20th? Chili's for charity and the sausage eating competition. Oh, that one's 21st. So all those other ones are just the 20th. Different parts of the country, right? Right. Okay. So so there's a circuit. I mean, right. Like if you're a competitive it's like the PGA. <laughs> and these things have cash prizes. Pro tour. And you're good. I mean, you can have... Contest literally every weekend, and somewhere. you know, and I, you're good. I'm remembering now. I definitely saw, <laughs> like, relatively speaking, ESPN one day. They must have been reaching. They had nothing else going on. There was a, a fucking show, like some sort of an event on there. It was on the Ocho, ESPN eight. Oh, here we go. The Pappies. Ocho at Pappy's in Baltimore, Maryland. Pappy's 
Mucho Grande Taco Eating Contest. Oh, my God. Let's sign up, man. How many thought? Hard, hard shell or soft shell? How many, it I know say. that's important. It's got to be. Uh, God, a hard shell would be terrible. That'd be awful. Right. You'd be jabbing your gums. I know, you'd be blood everywhere. You'd be bleeding. <laughs> uh, how far away? I suspect is, uh, it'll be hard shell. Well, let me let me let me click. How about yard long hot dog contest? Now oh, that's in the UK. <laughs> All right. Yard. Hey, that's <laughs> just sad in that baby. Yard long, as long <laughs> as it's American standard. None of that metric shit. Mm. Flour <laughs> tortilla. So soft. Okay, so it is soft. Mm. Gringo meat, pico de gallo. Uh, Gallo, listen to him. <laughs> pico de Gallo, the old Pico de Gallo's pole, lettuce, queso, chihu- queso chihuahua. I'm not green. eating dog, dude. Uh, that sounds you. like a terrible contest. That's what I'm saying. Biggest Good dog, we man. Chihuahuas wrapped in burritos. So yes, first and second place prizes available. Don't mm. say what the prizes are. I think we could do it. No, see, what's going to happen is we sign up, we pay $100, and we eat about uh, $24 worth of tacos, and then we feel like shit because we not only lost, but we just ate, like, 52 tacos. Right. And came in eighth to to the 125-pound chick who just ate 472 tacos. Mm-hmm. Why do you got to be such a downer, man? He's just taking the cynic route. It's, the, it's ah, the fucking show. These are my dreams. I'll go. I'll root you on. <laughs> I'll wear a Bruce T-shirt. Sweet, sold. Let's do it. It's gonna say Bruce eats ass. And it's just gonna be your face on it, and the ass on the back. Ask me an acronym for something. We'll come up. Okay. Good enough. So yes, apparently there is a circuit, and there are competitions like this all over the country every fucking weekend. So if if you can put down some food, maybe you can make some money. You said there was a documentary on some some guy, yeah, Crazy Legs Conti, who's uh, some other competitor. You say that like we know who. He yeah, is. I mean, I didn't know who he was until I saw the documentary either. So I don't know any of them except uh, who was that? Who was that one fucking Guinea dude? Uh, There's an that, Asian guy. Who, no, the one that used to always win until uh, the Asian dude started taking down the hot dog contests. I don't know, but. When you were reading about that lady and she lost to that, that was an Italian name that you said. Um, but yeah, gluttony, man. That's the American way. You know? And she has four, <laughs> she has four kids, which doesn't surprise me either. Joey Chestnut. Joe, that's right, Chestnut. Yeah. She has four kids that doesn't surprise you. Why is that? Just because I don't know, I, I have I, mean, I, I thought, get annoyed. I like you associate gluttony with with the amount. Of I do, too. I do. I I just why did I think I thought Joey Chestnut was like some fat Italian dude? Totally was like some skinny white dude. Maybe maybe he's gone through phases. Maybe like the narrow, you know, and raging bull. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good comparison. Exactly. Just think like you know exactly like the Nero and Raging Bull. Two kids is plenty. Three is also fine and plenty. But you don't need to really go over three kids. Like, there's no reason to go have more than three kids. Kobayashi. What are your thoughts go. on that? Uh, I wasn't listening to you. What? I agree. I agree. Also, I think I think there's too many fucking people in the world, and that anything over two or three 
What's the point? <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. Maybe it's Frankie Della Rosa, considering his nicknames were Hollywood or Large. <laughs> yeah. Your nickname's Large, you know? Yeah, right. He <laughs> might be. He might be the guy from Queens. I was thinking of. Yeah, two hundred seventy pounds, twenty three years old. Jesus. See, I'm picturing like the guys I picture winning these things are like fucking extras from The Sopranos. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ralphie May. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, and he um, he died. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? That's a shocker. So, uh, you want to look something else up? Can we switch gears? Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you all look up? What do you got? The lead singer of the Cranberries died earlier yeah. today. So, what do you need me to look I, up? I wonder if there's like a cause of death or anything. She let it linger. She did not let it linger. Did you have to let it linger? Did you have to? <laughs> let it linger. No, it just as suddenly. Yeah, I don't think they've given a cause yet. No. Pour one out for Dolores O'Riordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you have to let it linger? Jesus, man. Big whiff. Big whiff of that one. Oh. Oh, cranberries. Yeah, so. Yeah, a no, really no good details songs. available yet. They just say. Uh, Cutting a Ben Courtney Love. They also say she had. Uh, See what I mean? She had canceled concerts due to health concerns. Recently? Yeah, I don't know how recently, but whatever. Yeah, weeks ago, I guess. I told everybody she was feeling good because previously she had canceled some shit. So there we go. Um, it's funny because you wouldn't even think okay. to care about her unless this happened. Like, it's so, just like a, one of the names in millions in the ether out there. Yeah, I don't care either. <laughs> go ahead. And when was the last time you listened to a Cranberry CD? Never. I mean, never. Never. Twenty years, right? But so, who gives a fuck? Or the last time it popped up in a movie soundtrack somewhere, you right? Know, and whatever. then I've like mute it. Uh, you're not a fan, are you? Yeah, but now, now she dies, and everybody's favorite song was fucking zombie, right? And then we're gonna have to hear it four hundred fucking times in the next like until yeah. someone else dies. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> wow, you have a we had a real cranberries <laughs> fan over here. <laughs> I mean, it's just everybody's so phony when this shit happens. Uh huh. Like. Beyond belief. It's See, nonstop. Th- now, yes, I agree, but I also want to give some people the benefit of the doubt because there have been some celebrities that died. Like when Tom Petty died, I was like, fuck, that like that hit me hard. But I know people probably thought that about me when I was posting shit about Tom Petty solely because I haven't fucking mentioned Tom Petty in the past five or six years. Uh-huh. You know, like right. I've I've listened to him, but I've publicly or on social media I or, 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 sure. like, or like when bowie died and everybody was right everybody like, fucking loves like you know, randa right randa you know barnes and noble to try to buy ziggy stardust you know right anyway so the cranberries announced in a statement last july the decision to cancel several dates on their north american european tour <laughs> uh as Aurordans, riordans riordans however the fuck it's said. oh riordan uh, recovery from her ongoing back problem has not been going as well as expected. So that was oh, just last year. This is this is probably a Prince thing, right? So pharmaceuticals. That's, that would be my guess. That's where I'm leaning. <laughs> <laughs> Happy fingers over here. It's so much fun. It's like mastering a piano. So yeah, if if I had to, 
hypothesize. Had a back surgery, problems getting back on track, get hooked on some painkillers. Stuff's not cutting it anymore. Taking more than your regular dosage. Had a little bit of wine with dinner. Next thing you know, six feet under. of humanity, for the sake of the Palestinians who suffer, for the sake of the Israelis who are under attack, we must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Well, do you enjoy football when there's a lot of mounting evidence, now cynical or not, there is actual hard evidence that is being mounted as we speak? I enjoy football when there's a lot of mounting. Wall-to-wall dicks. Mounting evidence to the effect that cards are stacked in favor of the Patriots to sustain a dynasty because the NFL thinks that is just sexier or somehow that'll that's there's an appeal to that. As opposed to it being a true democracy where any team can get in and win. What's your guys' take on that? I don't think it's rigged. I think you're crazy. (laughs) Now, I would normally also agree with Bruce, but I will say I watched some crazy videos where all season long I watched this montage of basically Patriots getting their call every single time. But can't you almost say that about any team, though? I mean, how many bullshit calls have you seen this season of football? It's Every not... time you turn around, it's there's you know some other call where you're just like, that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I, I will agree with you that there's bullshit calls in every game. However, the amount of calls that go towards the Patriots' side, whether it's for the Patriots or against the opposing team, is definitely disproportional to a point where you raise an eyebrow. All right, you've turned me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a one thing that you showed me about where the play clock's winding down and, like, Brady makes a gesture, some sort of a gesture, like he's trying to get a T-shirt off or something. No, I'm pretty sure that gesture is him jerking off the gods. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's how he wins. That is actually not a bad description of what that kind of looks like. But then all of a sudden the playcock zips back up to like twenty five seconds. You say playcock, <laughs> the old playcock, <laughs> Freudian slip. Whoopsie. Well, every time you think of Tom Brady, well, I will say that my comes pl- out the mouth. My playcock deflates every time the Patriots win. <laughs> see, what I, see what I did there? <laughs> I did. Don't we have a sound effect for that somewhere? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there you go. you're deflating playcock. We we don't have a we don't have a rim shot. No, we don't. We, what about we, a rim we, job? I'll get one. Yeah, we got one of those. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, it's someone else that someone else's time to have a turn. You know, like well, maybe maybe they just need to be better. Well, I guess. But haven't they also been proven to be cheaters? 
In more than one occasion? Yes, correct. So it's hard to give them full credit. I, I see them as like the same but, as like a steroids baseball player in, in their heyday. Mm-hmm. There's a collective amnesia happening in America, especially in this modern age of distraction and like, you know, zipping through everything and like giving your attention to something for literally seconds and then you switch over to something else because, you know, the amount of time that you... Attention is the commodity today where like everybody's out for your attention and for your click and for your swipe and all that shit. Like collective amnesia. I was telling you this the other day, Jeff. The day the towers fell, 9-11, I remember a newscaster (laughs) said on the day, it was still the same day, sun sun hadn't even gone down yet. He said, you know, this is a big deal now, but people are going to forget. People are going to forget this day. They're going to forget how they feel. They're going to forget their outrage. And this is the true, true. Just think of the news cycle, how it's constantly turning over. And no matter how outrageous something is, a week or two later, you've already forgotten it. Rearview mirror, gone. And it, nothing has changed. Your fundamental attitude about the world hasn't changed. The way things are done by the powers that be hasn't changed. Nothing has changed. So all this shit that we could sit here and say about Tom Brady or Trump or whomever we want to talk about. What's what's it all for other than us to just talk about it? Because nothing ever changes. So the Pats being in the Super Bowl was designed by the NFL to make us forget 9-11. <laughs> is that what, I'm get, is that what no, we're getting at here? Comparison. It, it, my point was this, uh, uh, this collective amnesia that people have. No matter how many times... Jeff said that they, they, the Patriots have cheated many times. And my point with that is, no matter how many times they cheat, people are still going to fucking forget. Nobody's bringing that up here. Nobody even brought that up once, I mean, to I my just, knowledge. I just did. I mean, in the lead up to it, it's one of those things that just isn't said. <laughs> it's because they don't want to put a dim light on the Super Bowl that's getting all these this money and ratings and right. all this other shit. Right, right, right. You don't want to bring up you know, how the cheaters make it every time. You want to say, hey, look, they made it again. The dynasty continues. Okay. Well, just, you know. Good enough. Well, speaking of. Do you remember how you felt on that day? You know, do you remember how America felt? Right. Like, do people feel any of that now? They don't. No, I mean. Unless you knew somebody that died that that day. That is not true because I felt very ecstatic to be getting out of work early. And I would still feel just as ecstatic getting out of work early today. Wow. Wow, man. I do Giddy John does not condone that statement. <laughs> oh. Well sorry, but not all of us can oh never mind. I can't go down that path. I can't go down that path. I will say that I got was, out of school early. So I will say that was the only day in my school? life. You were in school when I was happened? a junior. Holy shit. Yeah. I no. was in, I was in the workforce. Now you were a senior then, man. Was a senior, two thousand September two thousand. Yeah, you're right, senior. Yeah, yeah. It was a law course. It was a. It was oh, a yeah. I remember. I remember him saying, uh, <laughs> "At what what high school did you guys go to?" <laughs> yeah, I, guess, I, I remember him saying, "You'll never forget where you are right now, and you will always remember this moment. This is your JFK assassination." Yeah, and he was right to a degree, but I guess I guess we all forgot, right? <laughs> Goddamn Pats. <laughs> Their fucking slogan was never forget, for Christ's sake. You know what I remember in the days after that? Everybody, in the weeks after 9-11, everybody I saw in out in the world, like at the mall or on the street or wherever I was, that had that was even vaguely brown-skinned, like from India or from Persian in any way, shape, or form. Sicily. 
would wear would be wearing an American flag T-shirt because they wanted like everybody to know loud and clear. Hey, don't lump me in with fucking terrorists. I, I'll never forget that. That worked well. <laughs> I saw so many brown people wearing American flag T-shirts in the months after nine eleven. It's the same same reason every Seven Eleven clerk calls you buddy. You know they oh, yeah. want to be on your good side. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. Left-wing talk about giving the power to the people. You know, anybody knows that the people have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. Here's a really good question. Why, why is it that the people who ultimately... Why are... I'm just going to use this blanket term, the good guys, like Gandhi, King, Lenin, Kennedy, and Kennedy again. Why are the quote-unquote good guys... Why is the marksmanship always perfect for them <laughs> and the fucking dickheads? Reagan is the first one that comes to mind. Wounded, you know, not killed. Why is no one taking a shot at Trump? Why is why are there not more attempts <laughs> on fucking horrible people? And this is how we end up on a list. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get us put on a list, man. Um, I guess they have better marksmen. They're all military guys. That are doing the shooting, right? I mean, in that C- spectrum, the CIA has been training them all for years. Yeah, it's, it's a lot question. harder to, for for hippies to <laughs> get good aim. <laughs> too busy hugging trees, you know. It takes two hands to do that. They can right. either their, have a free uh, hand. Their vegan bullets aren't going to do a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, like when, you, when you're throwing when you stalks make, of celery right, when at you, people, when you make your ammo out of corn. <laughs> Sharpen, sharpen uh. cobs of corn. <laughs> Fighting vampires. Yeah, Either bad, bad marksmanship or no attempt at all. Like you'd think. You sound so disappointed. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, so, what are you suggesting? No, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just like it's just curious to me. Like, it's like people when people come along and they want to make changes. To reduce exploitation, war, bloodshed, um, that machinery just take takes them out so that it can continue to grind out what it grinds out. Yeah, because it, it makes people trillions of dollars. Correct. And when you're making trillions of dollars and you have all the guns, you pretty much do what you want. It makes me wish I joined the military. So you're kind of saying crime pays to a degree, because <laughs> that's exactly what we were. Because these are for. criminals; yeah. these are white collar criminals. I mean, all these people like Rumsfeld and Cheney. Like, it's not make... crime if you make the laws. Ah, if you do it, you know. I was thinking of this earlier. Harry Truman said this following quote. I'm quoting exactly. He said verbatim. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sure he did that a few times in the uh, Oval Office. He said. In order to commit a crime, there has to be a law against it. There was no law against the dropping of the atom bomb. 
Okay, now is that some hen house bullshit? Like, like he incinerated and boiled to a crisp, like tens of thousands. I don't know the numbers. I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands of people that incinerated. And and that's how he justifies it, with that bullshit cop out, faulty logic, asshole. I'm a monster, fucking piece of garbage, human being. Quote that he said. So why don't you tell us how you really feel about Truman? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you got against Truman, man? What did he ever do to you? I, hey, he is part Asian, so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> to be decided. Yeah. No, yeah. it's definitely a cop-out to say there is no law against dropping a nuke, and that was your reasoning. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah. It, it It's just disingenuous to, to the nth degree. It's in the name of war. For some reason, I used this example in a in a social media conversation the other day because it was about abortion, and it was some some pro lifer posted something to the effect of, "Do you have a vacuum cleaner sound effect over there?" I wish. <laughs> uh, let me see. Set um, it on shag. Yeah, I, no, we could do that one. Please <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Multi- Once was enough. Effect. So. <laughs> Essentially, it ended with how is it how is it so easy to take a viable life? Like that was part of it. Uh, it my response was how is it so easy to take life through war? Like, what's the fucking difference? Besides, these people already have lives, mm-hmm. and you know what? What is everyone dying in the name of? You can call it whatever you want: country building, government building. It's it's just excuse to make more money, right? So either you're for killing things or you're not, to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all for self defense, but I don't know. Harry Truman's nickname was the Haberdasher. <laughs> Are you serious? Hundred percent. Isn't that like a hat salesman or something? Yeah, or a hat maker, right? <laughs> I'd like to be a, have be a haberdasher like N- Nigel Tufnell's dream. After he, <laughs> if he wouldn't have gone into rock and roll, he would have. <laughs> Been a haberdasher. (laughs) Haberdashery. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. If you guys want to contact us or follow us through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can get all of our handles at our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. If you want to email us for guest opportunities or topic ideas, you can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. And if you really like what you're listening to and we made you laugh and you got a couple bucks to spare, you can check out our Patreon page. Any amount per month will help us cover the cost of doing the podcast itself between production and hosting and domain registry and all that fun stuff. So until next time, like, download, and share. Taking the Cynic Route.